When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. everybody this would be the jeff cameron show good monday to you hope you had a great weekend thanks for joining us i'm jeff that is tom director matthew is doing some editing this is taped i'm on the road i'm on the beach somewhere in st augustine as you're listening to this right now but i want to give you some content at least give you a fresh hour as we react to the world uh florida state and otherwise as well as uh, a second hour of a best of so I'm back live, ready to go on Wednesday, a little two-day vacay. Uh, hope you had a great Father's Day, everybody out there. First of all, let's just say that. Always enjoy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day again to each and every one of you guys out there. And then uh, happy Juneteenth to everybody who uh, celebrates as well. And so that was great. And um, yeah, man, here we go. Here we go. Now, I will tell you this right from the get-go. Uh, if you're if you're watching on Warchant TV, you know the deal, you know the drill. Like and subscribe. And if you're uh, listening on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, thanks so much for that as always. Um, but but uh, go over to Warchant.com. We've begun the top 40. Uh, Tom and I uh, participated last night along with Ira and and Gene Williams. It'll be a series of uh, videos to go along with an article that is there, written by Ira on Warchant.com. Uh, involving the preseason top 40. I can't believe it's been nearly 10 years now. I was first asked to join this exercise way back in the day, me and Gene and DC Reeves, who now is uh, over in Pensacola. Anyhow, he, he we, we all sat down and did a top 40 preseason, um, sort of off-season endeavor. Top 40 players are going to have the biggest impact uh, on the upcoming season. And that's really what it is, too, by the way. It's just more about not your best players or their potential NFL prospects or, you know, maybe two years from now what they're going to be for this football team, but just how they impact, or we think anyhow, they're going to impact the upcoming season. And so seven of us on staff voted on it. I think it's worthwhile. We'll talk about it here in a minute and have some fun with it. Um, but but 
31 through 40 was revealed. We recorded that last night. It's up and running. Uh, we'll go through uh, 21 through 30 on the next one where you have a true freshman in that list. Uh, you have uh, transfer on that list in that uh, grouping. Uh, and then obviously as we get closer and closer to number one, you know, let the debate begin. Um, there wasn't too much discrepancy, a guy here or there that maybe got left off of somebody's list or somebody that uh, is really high on somebody else's list, whereas maybe I had him at 30th, something like that. So that's always fun to talk about. It is truly list season, as we like to say, in off season. But ever since we've done this, it kind of took off and it's a lot of fun. And I do think that, uh, by the way, it gets the juices flowing just a little bit. You get the sense of, okay, well, let's start putting people in their place where we think they're going to be, how well you think they're going to play. Uh, I don't know about you, Tom, but I got excited just to hear Ira's, uh, and I don't want to reveal too much of the list, but just to hear Ira's uh, enthusiasm for Winston Wright. You know, I mean, I, I, I he really feels like Winston's going to play uh, a lot of games this year. And I'll tell you what, if he does and he's anywhere close to 100%, we actually have a barometer to judge that because we've seen him play power five football and play it well and be very productive and accumulate numbers. And Florida State doesn't have a lot of guys like that that you can say, not a wide receiver anyhow, uh, a lot of guys like that where you'd say, you know, that guy, if he plays, he's going to be good. He's going to matter. That was cool. I mean, I, I hope he's right about that. That that was exciting for me last night to hear his enthusiasm for Winston Wright. Yeah, it was more enthusiasm than I thought I would hear. Um which is it's good news for me because he's dialed into the program and, and that particular situation certainly more than I am. But both of Ira and I had Winston Wright inside our top 20. And my thought was, given how talented he is relative to the rest of that room outside sure. of Michael Pittman, if you get him for five games, six games, I mean, I, I think he's a, he's in the top half of this countdown given what you know the roster and, and the rules for this exercise are impact on the team. So I think if he played half the schedule, he'd have a huge impact on what the offense can do and Ira throughout the term, I think three quarters, three quarters of the season. Three quarters, three quarters, yeah. That would be just absolutely massive. I, I get that September is the critical month, so that would put him on joining the Knowles right around the end of September. But um, either way, that's a player that helps create even more balance for the offense. And if you have a balanced offensive attack that the defense has to prepare for with Jordan Travis legs, that should open up some big-time running lanes. So we'll revisit this uh, this hour, uh, but a reminder to go check it out on warchant.com. Other articles, of course, over there right now involving uh, all of the recruiting stuff that's going on. So uh, a lot of guys that, um, you know, Michael Langston is clued in on uh, a lot of guys that he can give you inside information on about what Florida State's doing, uh, potentially with the quarterback room and all that good stuff. So uh, go over to warchant.com and, and, and take a look at that as well. All right. So the weekend that was, I think, Tom, and and I know normally this wouldn't be a lead, but it was a major and it was a good one. You don't even have to like golf. You had to like this. I mean, I know you do and I love golf, but that was something that that's where you as a competitor, you as somebody who likes competition. Uh, and I'm talking to all of you out there who if you listen to this show, then you do. You know, you just do. You're probably watching the College World Series a little bit. You're probably watching. Uh, obviously, uh, you flip on over there maybe on a Sunday to the U.S. Open. Uh, you're watching whatever's going on at this time to get you through. That helps pull you through. And if you did that and you got to see uh, a fiercely competitive ending to what, what I thought was an incredible venue, uh, a well-played event, a well-put-on event, and guys reach back and find something. And, and really, a lot of times we talk about guys collapsing. 
This had little to do with that. It had everything to do with shot making, putt making, and really kind of owning those moments. Matthew Fitzpatrick is your U.S. Open champion. There's a guy that had finished 14th in Augusta, uh, 5th, uh, at the PGA Championship, and is now a winner. So it, it kind of was trending in that direction. Uh, they talked about it ad nauseum, the length that he'd put on uh, off the tee and, and and really just in general through, all, through his bag. It, it certainly paid dividends here. Um, it's pretty amazing to think that that's where we're at, though. I remember not too long ago, if you were a short hitter, then you were a short hitter. Like Corey Pavin wasn't going to suddenly hit the ball a million miles. It just wasn't going to happen. You know, um, you didn't Zach Johnson, a more modern reference. Sorry, everybody. Uh, Zach, Zach Johnson, a two-time major winner, uh, had to win at certain courses. There was just no chance that he was going to compete to actually win the tournament at others. We see guys coming up now, and this we I always like following, and this is true of any sport. Uh, and in a weird way, I can tie Winston right into this. Uh, the, the medical advancements, the physiological advancements, the sports specific advancements, the year round training that everybody does, you know, you know, in football, for example, in college, uh, the advancements of young receivers and young quarterbacks, part of that has to do with seven on right. That goes on all the time. It's year round, certain sports specific training that they do year round. Nowadays, if you're a short hitter coming onto the tour, uh, like, say, John Pack. A guy like that, you have a chance. There are people who can train your, you know, your body to where you can your physio and your biomechanics. We we can rep swing speed enhancements, uh, and and all of a sudden you can transform your game and be ten to fifteen yards longer. In the case of Matthew Fitzpatrick, that's what he is, fifteen to twenty yards longer than he was, and now he wins. Now he wins. That's crazy. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that didn't happen in golf, professional golf, even just ten years ago. Yeah, I, you know, speaking from personal experience, when I got club fitted by uh, the partner of, of ours that doesn't sponsor this particular program, <laughs> I think that was ooh, two years ago, driver fitting. I mean, I was with yeah. yeah, yeah, you were there. So my carry went up 18 yards with one fitting. Like, and I'm not stumping for anything. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah, notice yeah. There's no brand names, no nothing. I'm not trying to sell <laughs> anything. Like that was just a thing that happened with technology. My average carry was in the mid 240s, which was really sad. And then uh, after I walked out of the building, I'm like, all right, I'm going to carry 265, 270. That's all you need, especially with as dry as it gets around here in the winter. You can roll it out there pretty good. Um, but, you know, that's the technology that's coming into the game. But then if you add in what you're talking about and something you mentioned on Friday, which is these guys all have a team. I mean, how big was the hug line that Matthew Fitzpatrick had to complete after he won the uh, the U.S. Open? Yeah, his family was there first, but I think there were 10 other people. I counted 10 other people. Yeah. Well, if you've got, you know, that dedication across the board to everything about your swing, and that's your priority, you spend as much time on it as he does then there's a chance that, you know, honestly, I think 15 to 20 yards really isn't a whole lot um, it, when you look at his body type as well. He's not a tiny dude. This isn't a Justin Thomas that just doesn't have the, the swing speed. And I, I get that Justin is explosive. Yeah. But he's kind of a biggish dude in, in, in terms of the game of golf. Uh, but, uh, you know, as, as far as the, the presentation goes and what the Sunday was like, that was thrilling. We had talked about it at length last night on the phone. But it's just because you had enough spacing of people that were competing to win this thing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it wasn't like it's only Will Zalatoris versus Matthew Fitzpatrick for three hours, which has its own kind of pace, which is stop and start, stop and start. This had Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy at moments, Hideki Matsuyama at moments, and others that it's just every time they cut to a shot for four hours, it was a really important shot from somebody. Think about the leaderboard. Think about how it ends up. 
Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick, Scheffler, Zalatoris, Matsuyama, Colin Morikawa, Rory McIlroy, uh, McIlroy and, and, and Morikawa tied. Um, you know, even even Tom, a sneaky backdoor top 10 from previous U.S. Open champion Gary Woodland. Uh, I don't know if you caught that or not. <laughs> no, I, I caught he was playing with somebody uh, of, of consequence for a while. And I'm trying to think who it was. That was the only time I saw Gary because I don't know. They showed maybe more than one of his shots. during. You want to know what's weird? I, I agree with you, Tom. First of all, he was either was he playing with uh, he wasn't playing with John Rahm, but he might have been playing with Xander Schauffele. Um, But but the point would be this: Gary Woodland, and I this is just an oddity to throw out there, shot sixty nine on Thursday. I don't think we anybody mentioned him. He shot seventy three and barely made the cut, but he made the cut. And then sixty nine, sixty nine. He had three rounds in the sixties yeah. on this course. Man, like. Okay, <laughs> Gary Adams. I, I say it's a backdoor top ten, but not really. I mean, three rounds in the sixties is doing some things on that particular course. That's an aside. I, I tell you what, I'm beginning to wonder if we're done with Brooks. Um, I, 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 I hope not. I hope not. To bring it back to Florida State for a second, I, I wonder how much he cares. Now he just got married, and that could have a lot to do with it. Obviously, you're distracted when you're planning a wedding, when you're getting married. He's come off of injury, a lot of things like that. I mean, he was terrible yesterday, and those numbers ballooned huge. He ended up in the 50s, Tom, uh, in terms of his his finish. That yeah. is that's awful. Um, and I, I, you know, I worry. I'm just going to say it now. I'm going to put it on the record. I worry he's a take the money and run guy if that if it if it balloons to over 200 million from Live. And I just hope it doesn't happen because he's got such a firm presence in the history of the game because he's won four majors and he's you know uh, during that broadcast back to several times they talked about his back to backs. So a few people you know you hear Curtis Strange all the time, but it's so fun to hear Brooks kept his name mentioned into that. I don't know. I just think he's got more to do if he cares to do it. If he cares to be here and not right off in the sunset, I, I I saw indifference. Well, by by Sunday, yes, you know, I think Saturday morning there was not indifference at all. But that's the day he laid the egg. You know, yeah, seventy five when you're at even par within striking distance. I mean, if that's a sixty eight or something, you know, then he is a big part of the presentation and the proceedings yesterday. And that's typically where he is. I mean, even last year he's in the final pairing with uh, with Phil Mickelson for the PGA. And the previous four U.S. Opens, he had only lost to four total golfers, I think it was. Yeah, it was crazy, the number, yeah. Four previous U.S. Opens, excuse me. Yeah. He only lost to four total players. Uh, watching him very closely, as I do, I think it's too early to make a prognostication because his last three tournaments this season were, you know, before the U.S. Open were one event followed by the Masters and the PGA. He was playing basically for the last two months a Tiger Woods-like schedule, which is you're just cherry-picking the majors only. I know he doesn't like to play a lot of the regular tournaments, but that's light even for him. I think it had to do with the injury and the wedding. Uh, there were moments on Friday I thought, oh, okay, he's back. He's turning the corner. But one good day versus three good days is a huge, huge difference. You're always going to have a bad – you're going to have a stinker in, in the course of a four-round weekend, but you got to have three good ones. And I think he only had one good round this particular week. We'll see what it looks like over at the open. That's a gettable course for just about everybody in that field, given that it's not the longest place in the world. Um, but he's got a long way to go still, no matter what path he takes. He's got a long way to go to get in that kind of shape. 
Tiger will play in the open, and that is, of course, the final major. And, uh, you know, we won't we won't stick to golf too long here. I, I do think the story of the day in the world of sports is uh, live golf and, and its infringement on the PGA Tour, at least in terms of how many guys they get and, 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 and what's it going to look like moving forward, the landscape of golf. I do think that, you know, you saw for a, for a brief moment uh, on Thursday, Kevin Na play well, and then he fell out of contention completely by Friday, which was good to see. Uh, Patrick Reed uh, had a moment where on Saturday you began to wonder if he was going to compete. Thankfully, he faded to plus 10, got him out of there. The only guy on that tour that played particularly well and handled it, and we certainly know the story that was Phil Mickelson, and he was awful, awful. Uh, there wasn't a single thing he could point to in his round uh, that would, or his two rounds uh, that that he could fall back on. So he, he's done. I, 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 you know, look, he'll play the British, of course, but I, I got to wonder going into next year how much we see of Phil. But Dustin Johnson handled it pretty well and was in there for a long while, uh, unfortunately. Uh, I don't root for any of the live guys. I hope they all fail miserably. But uh, to see to see that guy handle at least the pressures of it, and the fans didn't really scream at anybody that you could tell. I heard one, you suck Phil, one time as he was waving and doing the uh, little thumbs up there. It did make me laugh. That was on Friday, and he's plus 15 at the time, plus 15, and uh, he made a uh, par putt, 15-foot par putt, and uh, there was a very nice, polite crowd, crowd reaction. And one guy, a man after my own heart, yells out, you suck, Phil, go away. And Phil smiled and gave the thumbs up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, he was, you know, they talk about the boisterous level of fans in New York and Boston. Yeah. I thought the Boston people were pretty nice to those guys. I was, uh, yeah, really had a couple of those moments in terms of the heckling. There really wasn't much. It's just, um, it was like the first three or four holes yesterday. Good God. There was one dude. It was following around all the shots on the greens and on the tee. And I was like, could you please oust that mother? Beep, you know, because yeah. God on every shot. He was trying to time yeah. right when it came off the club. It was very annoying, actually. Yeah. yeah. Those are, uh, you know, course director T Lang would uh, would have a no. Don't be a don't be a, a a DB policy. That would be my policy. And if you are, you're gone. That would be on the that would be on the signs. And it should be a, a picture of Bryson. Don't a generalized. Be a, yeah. Don't be a Deshambo or you're gone. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of which, he made zero noise. Uh, did seem to have a swing back, though. I will say that. Uh, Oklahoma defeats Notre Dame 6-2 to last night. Texas A&M houses Texas in a rivalry game 10-2 uh, to if you're watching the College World Series. Uh, I know Tom is not. I do. I can watch even when we're not in it a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, in a weird way, I'm like a lot of Florida State fans that are rooting against Link Jarrett. Yep, yep. <laughs> It sounds so terrible to say that, but I think a lot of four state people are like, yeah, this is a wonderful run link. We're, we're all real proud of you. Uh, let's, uh, let's wrap it up here. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. I, I think it was critically important that they did not start two and oh, if, if you're trying to finish and wrap up this particular chapter in Florida state yeah. baseball history, the pursuit of uh, Mike Martin jr's successor, uh, the sooner that he can get off a plane, <laughs> From Omaha to Tallahassee, the better. Uh, so that was a good development for us yesterday. I'll watch the final three, you know, the, the yeah. best of three series at the end. But uh, no, I, I was too busy watching the U.S. Open this weekend and watching uh, our hockey team get their asses handed to him, too. So that was the final note. It was going to be just a quip. 
Yeah. Just a quip about seven to nothing, which actually in many ways is allows me to, to kind of roll out there the tried and true discussion of fandom, which is that how would you rather lose two to one in overtime, you know, or seven to nothing? I'll tell you what, I don't know about seven, but I don't mind being down four nothing, you know, in a second period, you're like, this is over. <laughs> it's um it's like being in third grade and trying to arm wrestle a sixth grader right now. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. And you got no chance. The only thing I didn't like about Saturday was pull your goalie, man. Is don't don't let him wear this embarrassment. It's ridiculous. Uh, but we'll see. It's it's the last stand tonight. If they get blown out again, or if they, I think if they lose in any form or fashion tonight. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they're not coming back from three zero against no. this Colorado team. Right, so. right now, you got to beat him four out of five. So, and if that's the end of the run again, like I've said uh, plenty times last month. It's a standing ovation, no matter how this thing ends. That's the beauty of trying to pursue three in a row. This is true excellence at work. Just try not to get your head kicked in seven and up in the next two games, please. Uh, that Colorado just looks ungodly, um, or maybe the exact opposite. Maybe they look godly. Yeah, it's, the uh, uh, you know again, like you said, if it's going to come to an end, I kind of like watching Colorado play. They they won me over. I, I I lumped them in with all the Western Conference teams that I think are garbage. And I and, and now I'm wrong. So far, so far I'm wrong. I, they got depth, they got speed, they play more physical than I gave them credit for. So I, I that's where they kind of won me over because I've seen teams like Toronto and 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 I know that Toronto's not the West, but like you know, I I was saying to you, I'm like, mm, we'll see. Kind of like I did with Florida. Like it's all fun and games when you're allowed to race up and down the ice. Yeah, uh, I would you know have loved to. This is uh, the geek in me, but that 2015 Lightning team, I would have loved to see them play this group. Right, right. They weren't allowed to play this style. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago was just too damn good at shutting it down. Uh, but that would have been an amazing final if you could pit that team against this group from Colorado. The whole thing that you're trying to do, and, and this is because they're, they're, they're getting older, and uh, you could tell there isn't much left in the tank if there's anything left in the tank for the Lightning team. They're trying to win 3-2 or 2-1 to one these next two games. And who cares about goal differential in the series? If you can get that thing back to Denver at 2-2, in a weird way, there won't be pressure on the Lightning at any point the rest of the series. No, no, I agree. And and I do think that is the whole key here. If you do win, and you saw it with the Rangers, and you've seen it with, with other teams, like, I mean, look, the second things start to get towards the end, like you have three games to play and we're tied, mm-hmm. you know, that's where – these teams trying to knock off the lightning, everything shifts because they, they are well aware of who they're on the ice with. You yeah. know, the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions who are now at that point in all likelihood, if it happens, they have now dictated terms for two games. And all of a sudden, there is this creeping doubt that gets into those groups, those younger players, those teams that haven't climbed the mountain, haven't won the Stanley Cup championship, uh, Stanley Cup trophy. You see... Uh, you see it. You watch the way they play. They're careful to try not to make a mistake. They're not as footloose and fancy free. Yeah. Uh, the one final thing I'd say, and I'll be interested tonight, it's almost like you're, you peek your head up like that uh, George Clooney gif. You know, that, that's what tonight yeah. is like. Mm, are you? What's, yeah. what's going to go on? When, when Tampa beat the Rangers, closed it out two Saturdays ago, their quotes about Colorado alarmed me right away. Uh, they were all speaking about, you know, the, the challenge ahead. And they're like, that's the best team in hockey by a mile. We don't say stuff like that. Mm-mm. I found that interesting. I was like, oh, man, why? why? Uh, yeah. Is there mentally a problem here? Was it just the experience of playing them, even the regular season? Yeah. But uh, they it's had things. They had an overabundance of respect for the Avs. And, and now I'm seeing why. 
It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk show good monday everybody hope you're well uh this singular hour of the show today there's a second hour coming up it's best of this one is uh fresh new content we recorded this morning i am uh currently in saint augustine uh so i will be watching tonight's hockey at a beach bar in all likelihood and then going to a concert on tuesday back live with you guys on wednesday that said last night we were able to record the uh, first installment of our video series. Uh, you can watch this on YouTube, Warchant TV. You can find it on Warchant.com as well. There is an accompanying article uh, by the great Irish Chaffel also. And uh, and I guess we should just get into it, Tom. We should just get into some of those, uh, those selections now that they've been revealed on the website. I know that the article is up at the time that people are watching this. And, uh, and we should have a chance to kind of go through this. I don't know. Was there any one thing that stood out to you about the guys that didn't make it? I know on the show last night in a video that you guys can watch, we, uh, we pointed out that it was, it was kind of odd that Tate Rodemaker didn't make the list in that top 40. Uh, but again, if you're going to the glasses half full approach this top 40, uh, ideally Tate Rodemaker wouldn't have an impact on this upcoming football season. Yeah. He wouldn't have any impact whatsoever on this football season if you're a glasses half full kind of guy because if he does then you got real problems in my opinion yeah i think with tate it's just a matter of you know how much does he need to play this season in order to be one of the in the top half of most impactful players i mean that's the exercise and i don't think it has to be much more than maybe a half of a critical game uh let's just say that jordan goes down in the first quarter of the Miami game, and mm-hmm. he comes back in the third quarter, but he, Tate's out there for five or six drives. If you're still in the football game at the end of Tate's time on the field, and Jordan takes you know the the reins back, and maybe we win a football game by three, then it's it's almost like a critical long relief appearance in a, in a weekend series in baseball. You're like, wow, thanks to Tate, Could this correct. game was. 10-7 Miami in the third quarter, 17-14 Miami. He led that one touchdown drive. I think that alone 
puts him in a top 40 because this season is so critical and every win matters so greatly. I just it, it's hard to project 12 games out and not it, see Tate Rodemaker playing at least a couple of quarters. Uh, so that's why I have him in my top 40. But you're right. I mean, if he has to play multiple games, then our win total and win projections just drop down. You know, yeah, probably. it depends on the games he would have to play, of course. Yep. Uh, and, uh, you know, listen, if you've got a scenario by which he comes in against Miami and we win in the second half, it means he won a road game against the Canes. And all of a sudden we're feeling a lot better about Tate Rodemaker. But in all seriousness, uh, I, I want to see whether or not Florida State is in a position for the first time in forever to play their backup quarterback in a game in which they're comfortably ahead. Wouldn't that be something? That'd be nice. We haven't seen that in when was the last time we saw that? I know we thought we'd see it against Jacksonville State, but uh, not only did it not happen, we lost the game. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I'm trying to think of these moments in which we just say, put the backup in already. UMass. Yeah. Last year against Walt Bell's UMass. That was it. That's There it is. Yeah, very forgettable. Very forgettable. Uh, that said, uh, I hope we see Tate Rodemaker for the right reasons, those aforementioned reasons, blowout victories. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great to see. Uh, I like that young man. I think he's worked real hard. Uh, I don't know what he would do in a game situation that mattered. I don't think any of us do because the spring didn't tell us. Uh, the spring practices told us that he's better, but the uh, the spring game was formatted so poorly uh, and the wins were such that you really just didn't get any kind of a look. Yeah, this is another philosophical thing, too, is just looking 31 through 40. These are your filler guys. I and, mean, you know, maybe there'll be headier times in the next couple of seasons in which you say 31 to 40. These are critical Good players, you yeah. know, rotational guys. Yeah, we don't have a lot of rotational guys on this roster <laughs> this year. So I had both the punter and the kicker in my 31 to 40 list. Quite a few of us on staff did not rank those guys. And and if you're playing, what do you think it's going to be? Seven or eight games that should be within a possession. At least the betting line certainly will be. Special teams is going to matter greatly. And I don't want to think of the coverage units because if I do, I'll get too angry on a Monday. It's too early in the week to be that that pissed off. But you're looking for a 45-yard field goal when you got to have it. You're looking for a punter who can flip the field once or twice. That's correct. Those guys are going to have huge impacts on the win total this season. I mean, if Fitzgerald goes one for four in a game and it's a, it ends up being a one-possession game, that's how you lose unexpectedly. So these guys are going to have their fingerprints in a big way on whether or not we get up to eight wins this year versus six or seven. You hit on something that's really critical for all of us to understand, for the fan base to understand, and to have your heads wrapped around as you go into this football season, as you go into spring practice, as we get set for the ACC meetings next month. Florida State, according to Las Vegas, is going to be in a one-score game somewhere in the neighborhood of seven to eight times out of a 12-game schedule. That's insane. You rarely see those the, the numbers reach that. You know, you might see five or six, but seven or eight is really rather remarkable. And all you got to do if you want to play out the exercise is pull up the schedule, pull up the schedule at home, whatever, on your phone. And look at how many times you think to yourself, that's a fourth quarter game. I mean, I, I, you'll do it a lot. You'll even do it in games that you're projecting Florida State to win. Like, you know, it, it confidently win. Like, you'll say to yourself, you know, I, I really do think that uh, they'll win this game by whatever. They'll, they'll win this game. I'm not worried about them losing it. So let's say you say that about Boston College. All right. Well, it's nice that Boston College, it's a shame for the young man, lost their star offensive lineman uh, for the season with a torn ACL because he's a stud. In fact, they lost that entire offensive line. But 
you know, are you so sure Florida State's going to blow out Boston College? I'd like to think. I'd like to think, but that's where we're at. We're just not that good. You know, there's aren't too many times where that's going to be the case. Now, I would argue they should have blown them out last year if the officials hadn't stepped in. Uh, but, but the bottom line is, we'll see. I'm not certain they're going to blow Boston College out. Wake Forest at home. Uh, you may be an underdog in that game. On the road at Louisville, you are an underdog for that game. On the road at NC State, you will be an underdog for that game. At home to Clemson, you will be an underdog for that game. The, the the blowouts potentially are home against Georgia Tech, but as Tom correctly points out, we never play Georgia Tech well, so I guess we'll see. Um, you know, the LSU game in New Orleans, we're a slight underdog already. At Miami, you're going to be an underdog. At Syracuse, you'll be a favorite, but I don't think it'll be by more than what, seven? I mean, right. you know, I mean, like, what, what will that be? Uh, Louisiana here, that's a mystery. If they carry over their successful play for the last few years without Coach Napier, then maybe that's a more problematic game. My suspicion is they've lost too much and they're going to fall off a bit. But I, I think you get the point. Here at Doe Campbell, uh, the Florida game, right now you'd project Florida to be a slight favorite there. I just – they're almost every game. <laughs> it's not named Duquesne. You know, almost every game – is it's like a one score, maybe slightly above that uh, contest. So your kicker and your punter are going to matter a lot in one score games. Field position will play a huge role in those games. Makes and misses from 40 plus 40 to 45, as you point out, that'll be huge. Do you have a lot of faith in those guys or are you just lukewarm with those guys? I think you're pretty lukewarm. Yeah, with Mastromano, I'm lukewarm if we're backed up inside our own 30. But if we're near midfield, I feel great about Mastromano. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's very good at, at um, maximizing the coffin corner effect or whatever it is, that, you know, the rugby style. I, mm-hmm. I, I hate the talking point of him being ambidextrous with his feet. I think that's the dumbest clown show thing in the world. But he'll pin you inside the 20 now, which is what you need. It's just, yeah, you go through the list of games, and if, if you say to yourself, Fitzgerald's one for three, and you go down the line like, oh, no. Well, you won't beat LSU if he's one for three. Right, right. But if he's three for four, then you, you go, oh, all right. That'll work. That's how tight these margins are. We're not thinking about 10-point victories. We're thinking about four-point victories or seven-point correct. correct. And, uh, yeah, that, that's where the season's going to be. And, and that's where <laughs> – look, man, I look forward to a time where you go down a list of games. You go, well, if, if the kicker's one for three, who cares? But we're not even in that stratosphere. We're, we're not even close. So – um, that's where all these little details will matter. And I know we, we talked about it in the video that some of these younger players on special teams, if you've gotten better as a roster throughout, then you should start to see it rear its head in coverage uh, for punts and kicks in returns for punts and kicks, because you've got a better class of player out there, but we're just going to have to see that those margins are being uh, better managed because if they look like they did last year, for the first three games this season on special teams, you may need to fire somebody within those first three games. They spent so much damned time on this particular phase of the game. We had better see market improvement, not just in the kicking game, but top to bottom. Yeah, I can. I still can't. A lot of things. Listen, it's no secret over the years. You guys know this. I'm fairly opinionated. Probably the reason I have the job that I do. I'm usually able to come to a conclusion fair or otherwise pretty quickly about people and things. Um, but the truth is I can't figure that out. I still don't understand why that has to be a personnel issue that has to solely be a personnel issue. Now, 
I can clearly figure out why you sucked on return in the return game. You didn't have anybody that could do it. Um, you know, the, the guys that you tasked with the responsibility of catching the football didn't. So that's the end of the discussion there. Also, kick return, Tom, was a bit of a mystery too. Sort of the half-ass decisions, yes. sort of the half-stepping when you did decide to come out. Also, why did you consistently decide to come out? Uh, you know, that, that, now that is philosophical, I think, and, and that is problematic. Let's hope that lesson learned there. But the other stuff, the covering of kicks, we were awful last year. Awful at covering kicks. I don't understand how that's possible. It's really not that hard. You just have to have some guys with a whole lot of want to and a tiny bit of discipline. It's just not that hard. Uh, you know, I, I, the, answer is, the answer is it's a personnel issue either way. It's either a roster personnel issue or a coach's room personnel issue. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, be yeah. a personnel issue. But it's yeah. what I don't understand is when the rule changed and a 25-yard line on a kickoff is a touchback, what are the chances? I mean, legitimately, if you're not down 10 in the fourth quarter, or, you know, where you need a big right, – Right, you just want to spark, yeah. Right. What are the chances that you're going to get beyond the 25-yard line? I'd love to see the analytics on that because they talk about how they're, they're forward-thinking. And at times, they're like Brandon Staley in, out in uh, L.A. with the Chargers. You're like, if you're forward-thinking, you're going to do the exact opposite of what you're doing. Like, what is the risk-reward of a holding penalty, a block-in-the-back penalty with personnel problems? Uh, you don't really have a ton of skilled players that can break a home run either. Well, so that's the bigger likelihood that you're going to get beyond the 25-yard line. The 25 yeah. is nice. It's really not a bad place to live. No, it's not. And and you don't have an electrifying returner. I get it if you've got a superstar player. If you got a guy that it can change the scoreboard every time he touches the football, Lord knows Florida State's had a few in their history. Um, you know, you want to see them. You want to see them create. You want to see them potentially change the game uh, by making one or two guys miss. And and But they haven't had a guy like that in a long time, really. Um, there there hasn't. You know, you got to go back a ways. And and the unfortunate thing is, if Winston Wright didn't get hurt, he would have been that guy. And I'm not so sure that if they yeah. get him back on the field, that they want to run him out there in the situation of a kick return. You, you can't guard against failure and allow it to paralyze your success. But in this specific case, given that he's got professional aspirations, he may ask and say, look, man, I, I just got fully healthy and I need to be, you know, if I'm going to go down, I go down at wide receiver, not a kick returner for you. We'll see. The punt return game is already infinitely better. I don't care if you, you can't cover it at all. You're going to catch the football. Yeah. But the kick return game, Winston Wright would have been that guy. We'll see if he is still. If he is, then double thumbs up. Thank you so much because we'll have good returners in both phases. Yeah, really quickly, um, where I do think they're better, and then we'll take a quick break here. I, I do think you have some guys that are on this list that you get excited about. Sam McCall is a guy we talked about on this 31 to 40 list where uh, I mentioned um, I had him as high as in the top 30 uh, because I think over time, by the second half of the season, he may be getting run uh, out there in that in that secondary. Uh, he, he, but I know he's going to get run uh, in special teams. And we all know Azrae Thomas is going to get run. And you've got guys, Shaheem Brown is a guy, Sidney Williams will hit your ass. Um, you've got guys that I think should be stars on special teams. Um, they have the requisite athleticism and toughness to be. So let's hope we see that improvement because it's been very, very frustrating. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Wrapping it up, at least for the live hour of the Jeff Cameron Show. Next hour, which you're going to hear in a moment, is, in fact, uh, just some best of segments there. But uh, we'll be back with you live on Wednesday. Just wanted to give you a heads up again today's hour. New content, but recorded this morning before I left uh, to go on a, a 48-hour vacation to St. Augustine, if you will, and go to a concert. But that said, we don't want to miss out on doing probables. So, Matthew, if you would, you could cue it up. I'll take a sip of my coffee. I haven't done probables over coffee. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? There it is. Yeah, there's, there you go. All right, so let's do this. Let's get to it. Let's go do the probables. Got day games today, guys. Marlins, Mets. Tom, did you guys win yesterday? We did not. We did not. That is uh, an atypical uh, thing for us these days. We're at 20 games over 500, merely 20 games. But the Marlins got a 6-2. to two. That was the uh, Sandy Sandy Alcantara day. So they win a lot of those, the Marlins. By the way, uh, 20 games over 500 in the first half of the season. When I was young, and I think you probably did this too, I don't know, like your first goal as a fan in a weird way, watching, monitoring a very long baseball season was always this idea that can you get to 10 games over 500? Once you get to 10, no matter when it was, then you sought that separation, which is what 20 games would represent. And uh, rarely were you at that plateau, and you were at 21 going into yesterday's game, rarely are you at the 20 games over 500 plateau in the first half of the season. So you've got to be... Flying high right about now. It, yeah, it's just it's a matter of holding it down until the arms come back this, at this point. But it was that key stretch, as uh, I'm sure a lot of Braves fans were watching and hoping, that when we went on the West Coast, would we fall flat on our face? But you go uh, Dodgers, Angels, Padres for 10 in a row. Then you come back for the Brewers for three. And they went seven and six in that in that circumstance. That's all right. That's Good doing that. some things. Yeah, it is. Marlins, Mets, Trevor Rogers, David Peterson, Cubs, Pirates, Caleb Kalan, and JT Brubaker. Oh God, I pity the people rolling into PNC Park. Although it's a beautiful park to watch a uh, seven o'clock game between oh uh, between the Cubs, who uh, currently sit at twenty five and forty one, and the Pirates, who are at twenty six and thirty nine. Tigers, Red Sox, Alex Fado, Josh Winkowski, Yankees, Rays, Garrett Cole, Shane McClanahan. McClanahan! Oh, by the way, that's a really good game. Woo! Everybody should watch that one. Stop what you're doing tonight. Yankees, Rays, 7-10 down in St. Pete. Should be a good one. Uh, Giants, Braves, Logan Webb, Max Freed, Blue Jays, White Sox, Jose Barrios, Lance Lynn, 
Cardinals, Brewers, Miles Miklas. Yes. Uh, I was wondering if you'd be ready. Corbin Burns, uh, Royals. That's, that's another good game, by the way. Uh, Royals, Angels, Chris Bubik and Noah Syndergaard. We got the D-backs and the Padres late night. Zach Davies. What are the old D-backs doing? Oh, hanging in there at 32 and 36. Okay. Uh, Zach Davies and you Darvish going for the Padres. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Before we sign off, how bad do you feel for I'm, I'm starting to wonder, I'm not wondering about him, but I'm beginning to, to feel for him. Uh, Zalatoris is my man. That's a tough one. He hasn't done anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong in the playoff against Justin Thomas. He uh, he was one under in the two-hole playoff, and Justin was two under. What are you going to do? Dude birdied both holes um, in six of the last seven that he played. So it's not like Zalatoris fell apart. And then he didn't fall apart at all in this. Uh, I'm, I just feel bad for him. He's, he, it's starting to feel like that year Ricky Fowler had. It is, but uh, these dudes are different. That, that guy, his ability to pin-seek – from mm. all distances yeah. consistently in majors yeah. he's just more of a shot maker and and there are so many times that uh, a major championship in golf feels like a typical nfl game between two mediocre teams which is who loses the game more rather right. than who goes and takes the game from the other team will will take that stuff away from you man it's just that He's been snake bit and his press conference. I'm such a geek for this stuff. I, I don't know. Maybe there's a project in there somewhere where we just, you know, have a, a PGA tour pod or something, but his press conference is so impressive yesterday. Yeah, he's awesome. minutes, 20 minutes. You could tell it hurts, but he's not devastated staring at a wall. He's got the look that dare I say, Phil did back in the day. And this is just Phil, the golfer where he's saying, man, it's fine. I, I'm I'm gonna win a lot of these things. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, win a lot of yeah. I'm not going for broke trying to win one. I'm gonna win a lot of them. And look, his putter held up yesterday for all the roller coaster that a two footer is for him, and it is to watch. You're like, oh god, it's like watching a kicker that you can't stand line up from 42. Yeah, and this and you're down one point. You're down a yeah. point with three seconds to go. You can't. That's him from two feet. But he didn't miss any. Like he hit some great putts yesterday. Well, it's well, this is well documented too. Uh, 15 to 20 feet, look out, it's going in. Like he's got a real good chance to make the, his putting stroke from 20 feet is beautiful. It's just so rhythmic and gorgeous. If he could just replicate that from two feet, it'd be nice. I don't know what it is, but no, he, he held up. He, he's, he's fun to watch. I, I don't want to spend too much time on him, but I just, as we were wrapping it up, I, Poor guy. At some point, you wonder when the weight of finishing just short in these majors. I mean, if you really think about it, going all the way back to when in the Masters result from last year, where he didn't even have tour status, yep. and he was out there uh, playing extremely well, uh, top ten. Um, two. Yeah, second. You're right. Second. Yep. He missed top two. So he's now had three of these. Three top twos in majors will hurt your feelings. Yeah, the great thing about yesterday to, to – use an analogy if you haven't seen it then just pull up the youtube video i mean we live in that era where it's sports center is on demand the sports center yeah. that we knew is on demand it's like watching two um two guards or wing players in the nba one for each team light it up i mean dudes were making shots yesterday and i gotta tell you the u.s open's done a really good job the last couple of years it's usually a laughing stock 
But right. we have ourselves a, a major that is brutal but fair. And these guys are making shots that are ridiculous down the stretch. I just love watching strong, psychologically you know, wired people. These guys were tough as nails yesterday. I'm pulling it up while we're talking. They are, Tom. I know we got to go, but I, I, I won a little money yesterday. Uh, I know I, in our pool that we're in together, I won, but that's not that's not what I was talking about. I was in a DraftKings. Yeah. No, no, that's a, it's just, it's just an aside, Tom. Um, I, I won a DraftKings. I was in the on the national thing there. I got into the into the money on the national thing, uh, nice. but not a lot, Tom. Not a, not a ton of money. But you know you know why I had Scotty Scheffler, I had Rory McIlroy, and I had Matthew Fitzpatrick. That helps. <laughs> That, those guys help. And then my other lineup, I had Zalat Torres. Anyhow, uh, good work out of you, sir. Good work, Director Matthew. Thanks for listening, everybody. There's another hour coming. It's a best of. I'll be back live with you guys on Wednesday. Have a great rest of the day. Be well.